This is Building Resilience Podcast, Episode 77, Navigating the Seas. Welcome to the Building Resilience Podcast, where you will learn all about building resilience in yourself and helping others build it too. Drawing from the principles of positive psychology, neuroscience, and coaching, I will help you face all the challenges and adversities that life throws at you and help you do more than just survive. I will help you thrive. I am your host, Leah Davidson, and I am a certified life coach and speech language pathologist. I will help you manage your mind, your emotions, deal with your stress and your overwhelm, and lead a more purposeful and joyful life. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. How has everybody been feeling this week? I want to hear from you. I love hearing from you. I'd love to find out what you're up to and what you're doing. And I would love to ask you a quick favor. If you haven't already, will you head over to leave me a review for the podcast? Because the more reviews the podcast gets, the better visibility it has. And I would love to reach so many more people. So please do me this favor if you have been enjoying the podcast. Today, we are talking all about navigating the seas. A little play on words and a little play on life. Because I teach a lot about resilience and I love the analogy of navigating the stormy seas of life. And another one of my mentors, teachers, Hugo Alberts, he's a psychologist, and he talks about the idea of being a captain. And a captain with a high level of resilience is like a captain who's better able to ride out a stormy sea. So such a captain will handle a boat more effectively, will adjust quickly to changing weather circumstances. And although the storm may initially cause the boat to divert from its intended direction, the captain's quickly able to take charge of the boat and guide it back to its original course. And the captain can also use the positive potential of good weather by fully enjoying the good weather. And because this captain knows how to immerse themselves in positivity of good weather circumstances, they gain strength to deal with upcoming challenges. So I love this analogy. I love thinking of you as a captain. But the seas I'm talking about today are a bit different. Now, you may also be thinking that I'm talking about the sea line in the model, the circumstance line that I always talk about in the model. And if you don't know what I mean by the model, then you have to go back and listen to some earlier episodes where I explain it. I talk about the equation of life. I can't remember what episode it is, but go back to the earlier ones. I teach that circumstances in our life are just that, they are the seas. Sometimes they're stormy, sometimes they're calm, but we can't control them. We only get to decide what we do to navigate them. Now today I'm talking about some other seas and I've kind of adapted and taken from the work of Dan Harris and Brendan Bouchard primarily. Although I'm sure that others have used many of the same concepts, but I've added my own little twist to it. If you remember back to episode 71, I talk about my truths. And the first one is nothing is truly authentic. And what makes things authentic is your unique twist on it. So I'm offering my unique twist on some things that I have learned. In that episode, I also talked about how I felt like all the important emotions for me seemed to start with the letter C. And it's kind of true. And then I realized that the letter C is also lining the path that I feel brings you to confidence and resilience. So I wanted to share that path with you. So this is the path to follow if you're feeling a little stuck in your life. You want to do something, you want to achieve some goals, you want to push yourself to get a little bit more out of your life. These are the steps that will bring you to these results. So we're going to get started. 
Because the first C where most of us start with is confusion. And I start here because let's face it, we're often confused. (laughs) We're confused about what we want. We're confused about how we get it. We're often even confused about what we already have. The thing about confusion is it will really keep you stuck. And confusion is what we would call an indulgent emotion. I'm not sure if we've talked about indulgent emotions before, but I want you to think of indulgent food. Like what kind of food do you consider indulgent? Often it's like rich desserts, chocolate cake, ice cream. These are the foods that taste really good, that are comforting, but they're really not good for us. At least they don't have any nutritional value. We eat them anyways because they feel good but not because they're helping us in any way. So an indulgent emotion is an emotion that we turn to because it sometimes just feels good. And being in confusion may not necessarily feel good on the one hand, but it kind of prevents us or justifies for us that we can stay stuck. We don't have to get uncomfortable. We don't have to try to figure things out. We can just say, oh, I'm confused. And it's kind of like a get out of jail card. Although it doesn't really serve you if you want to move forward in your life. So if you want to gain confidence, build resilience, achieve some goals, you need to admit when you're in confusion and then take action to get out of it. Don't allow yourself to be confused and swallowed up in the comfort of these indulgent emotions. So anytime you hear yourself say, I'm confused, just know that you're kind of giving yourself a little way out to get unconfused. And you may not want to do that if you want to move forward in your life. I'm confused. Okay, so figure it out. If you really want to go from confusion, the next C we're going to go to would be to curiosity. Because when you step outside of confusion, you can get curious and then ask yourself, okay, what is it that I really want? What do I need? What's my priority? You want to really bring curiosity to the table to discover more about yourself, to get to know yourself. Being curious allows you to explore sides of you that you may not have explored before. And being curious opens up many doors to so many different opportunities. Curiosity is a helpful emotion because it trains the brain to start asking questions. When we're curious, we ask questions like, I wonder if, and that sets our brain on a pathway of exploration. And we want to be like scientists. We want to be trying things out. Curiosity allows us to do this. So I really encourage you to invite curiosity into your life. So we've moved from confusion to curiosity, and now we want to get to clarity. And this is where we really solidify what we want. This is the opportunity to get clear on who you are and what your intentions are. This really does take some self-discovery because sometimes who we think we are gets mixed in with the stories we tell ourselves about ourselves. It can be much more helpful to learn more about who you are. There are all sorts of personality tests out there you can take. There's values or strength assessments. There's Myers-Briggs. There's the VIA survey. These are things that look at a person's character strengths. And then there's the Gallup Strengths Finder. There's human designs. There's Enneagrams. I personally have found so many of these to be helpful because they help me see my strengths and weaknesses. They help me understand myself a little bit more, which leads to greater acceptance of the 50-50 of being me. For example, I'm an Enneagram One, I'm an INFJ, and a manifesting generator. And if you don't know what those are, 
then play around, go Google them, go check out what is your Enneagram, what is your Myers-Briggs and what's your human design. Those things may not mean anything to you right now. And I probably should have some podcasts and some guests on to explain them, but it's really been fun to learn about understanding myself, how it can help me a little bit better. Helps me get clear on what I'm best suited for, where my strengths are, where I'll flourish. And of course, nothing is set in stone. But sometimes it's just helpful to have a bit of direction to explore. Again, a little bit of curiosity can help lead to this clarity. Once I feel a bit more clarity, I can start getting clear on what I want. So move through confusion, spend time exploring in curiosity, and now get clear on who you are, what you want. And this is where you now start to be clear on your dreams and you can set some goals. Now pick one something that you want to go after. Once you have a goal, the next step you need to take is committing. You need to make a commitment to work on your goal, a commitment to achieving your goal. And this is often where we go wrong. We want something, we're interested in something, but how invested are you? How committed are you? Are you committed when the going gets tough? Now, the kind of commitment you want to have is what I call airport commitment. And I probably talked about it before. I know I definitely have talked about it like on Instagram. So here's the example. Say your 10-year-old is flying on their own. Maybe they were visiting their grandparents and they're flying home and you're supposed to pick them up at the airport. So the flight attendant will meet you. So you're committed to picking your child up, right? Now, what would happen if on that day you woke up and you don't feel well? Like you have a headache or sore throat. Would you still go? Or would you be like, well, I don't really feel very well. Or maybe your car breaks down. What would you do? Would you be like, well, well, I don't know. I guess I won't go. It's a little too inconvenient. It's too much effort. Of course not. It wouldn't matter what happened. You would find a way to pick your child up. You would go. You would walk there. You'd get somebody to drive you. You would go with a bad headache. You would arrange for somebody to pick them up. Your commitment is 100% regardless of anything. So my question to you is do you have that kind of commitment towards your goals? Are you committed to your goals with airport commitment? Committed to follow through no matter what? Because that is the place you really want to start at, airport commitment. Now, this commitment ties into what Brendan Bouchard talks about with congruence, and that is our next C. Congruence is living in alignment with yourself. It's knowing that you will do what you say you're going to do. And this is why it's so important to know what your values are, because you are only really going to have airport commitment if something is that important to you and is aligned with your values. And you really do want to build trust with yourself. Your brain actually keeps score of when you do what you say you're going to do. Think of it like a relationship you have with yourself. Now, if you have a friend that you make lunch dates with, and sometimes you arrive and they're there, and sometimes you arrive and they don't show up or they're 30 minutes late, you begin to see that you can't rely on them. And this is how your brain feels if you're inconsistent, if you don't do what you say you're going to do. So to live in congruence is what we want. We want to be aligned with what your values are and to know that you can really count on yourself. Now, the next C is courage. Once you've made the decision to commit to something and it feels like it's in congruence with you, that's when you're going to need to drum up some courage. We always talk about courage like it's a strong, positive emotion, like it feels good. But does it actually feel good? 
Because when you think about being courageous, I don't think courage feels very good. Think about it. When do you need courage? You need courage when you're doing something hard. You need courage when you're not quite sure what you're doing. You need courage when you're worried that you're going to fail or when you're scared. So courage is an emotion that you want to create because reaching goals, aiming for dreams is kind of scary and kind of hard. So be prepared for courage because courage does not feel so good. And that is where you can bring in our next C, which is compassion. Because it is hard, because you need courage, because you will likely face challenges and fail, you want to bring in lots and lots of compassion, self-compassion. You want to treat yourself kindly. You will likely want to give up. Because remember, life is 50-50, and we need compassion for when we're going through the difficult 50. So creating those emotions of courage and compassion are really important for you to do along this journey of trying to achieve your goals. Now, we're heading into competence and capability. You're clear on your goals, you're committed to them, they're in congruence with your values, you've been able to foster courage and get going and compassion to keep going. Now is the time to develop the competence and capability. So let's talk a little bit about competence and capability. So capability, I read one definition that said it's the condition that permits an individual to acquire the power and ability to learn and do something within their capacity. So when you're capable, you have the potential to acquire a specific ability or skill that will be useful. And the skill then gets added to your knowledge bank and it can help you become more productive. You are much more capable to complete a certain task. And over time, capabilities will develop into competence because competence is a state or quality of an individual's work. Competence essentially is the proven abilities and improved capabilities, and it includes a combination of knowledge and skills and behavior and attitude. All in all, both competence and capability talk about the development of human abilities and skills. You want to have the know-how, and you want to know how to put things into practice. You want to be able to develop these skills, focus on your strengths, and embrace your weaknesses. After you've developed these skills and these competencies, you are going to feel much more confident. We talked a little bit about confidence before on the podcast back on episode 17. And in that episode, I divided up confidence from self-confidence. Confidence is what we have when we know we can do something, when we know we have a capability or a particular skill. We can look back on what we've done in the past or what we know how to do, and we know we can do it again. So we find evidence in our past of being able to do something. You can have confidence that you can pour a glass of water or confidence that you can drive because these are all things you can find evidence for. You've done them before for years probably. We will feel confident because we believe we can do something or have done it before. Now, self-confidence, on the other hand, is your confidence in you. It's the way you see yourself. So it's kind of more future-based. It's the belief that you can do things in the future based on the belief of who you are. It's knowing and embracing all the parts of you. That includes the parts that you like and the parts that you don't like. The key components of self-confidence are your opinion of yourself, the belief in yourself, and your ability to trust yourself. 
you know you will do what you say you will do and you will follow through on your plans. This kind of involves what we talked about with the commitment and congruence. And then the third thing is really knowing that you can handle any emotion, knowing that you can handle whatever life gives you. So overall, we need to have confidence in order to move forward with our goals, whether it be confidence in our skills from the past, the evidence that we've done things before, or self-confidence in our ability to trust ourselves that we have what it takes for the future. Once you start feeling more confident, that is when everything shifts. And then we can focus on the final three C's, which are contribution, connection, and communication. Often the goals that we set relate to these things. If you remember back to episode 69, I talked about the six human needs that we all have. And connection and contribution were two of the six needs. And that is why we're often seeking them. We want connection because we're hardwired for it. We want contribution because that is what gives our life meaning. And we want communication because that is how we share our inner world with each other. Connection, contribution, and communication are things that we are all striving for. So those are the C's that we need to navigate in our life. We start off in a state of confusion and through curiosity, we move to some clarity. Once we have clarity, we want to commit to moving forward and we seek congruence in doing that. We want to live in alignment with ourselves and what we believe is important. In order to do that, we require courage, compassion to take the steps that are required to develop the capabilities and the competence. Once we have that, We have confidence and we're able to move forward to fulfill the needs we have for connection, contribution, and communication. So can you see the role of all the C's in your life? Do you see which ones come easy to you and which ones are a little bit harder for you? It's likely going to be a mix, but know that if you are on the path to wanting to get more out of your life, you are going to encounter these C's. You are gonna have to move through these C's. If you need help with that, then you know where I am. Otherwise, have a wonderful week as you navigate all the C's. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Building Resilience Podcast. If you're interested in learning a little bit more about managing stress, building resilience, and leading a more purposeful life, then make sure we're connected on Instagram and Facebook at Leah Davidson Life Coaching. You can also subscribe to my weekly newsletter at www.leahdavidsonlifecoaching.com forward slash newsletter. Looking forward to connecting.